Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of All the Small Games. My name is Andrew Levins. I am Jonathan Valenzuela. And this week on the show, we're going to be talking about what could possibly be my favorite game of the year, Hades. The new Massive game of the year contender. It's so fucking good. I can't wait to talk about it because I know we've both been playing a, a butt ton of it this week. Uh, it finally came to Switch via a shadow drop. Um, so we have like... We have like direct presentations and showcases to get through. Uh, plus, we've got additional games that you've been playing, John. Yeah, I've been. I've been really like. It's a lot's changed in the two weeks since we last recorded a podcast. Levens, I've downloaded the. You epic look different. St- I downloaded the Epic Store. I was going to say you look more epic. Oh, of course. Well, you, we have the store to thank for that. I finally caved in, downloaded the Epic Store. Longtime listeners will know that. Before this, anytime the Epic Store was mentioned, I was always like, "Oh, Steam for life!" But now You'd I'm leave like, the room. "Yeah, You'd turn I, your mic off." I now have Epic Store, and it's pretty bloody good. Apparently, if you get Rocket League, which is free to play on Epic Store today, you also get so you get it for free, and then you get fifteen dollars of credit to spend on the Epic Store. So make really? sure you get Rocket League. Yeah, do that today. Uh, okay, I will snap it up. Yes. Should sir. I get Ep- Should I get Epic League Epic <laughs> Epic Store? <laughs> Can I get it on my Mac just to get the $15? Maybe I just want $15. Do you want me to just give you $15? I mean, obviously. And then plus I'll get the Epic stores. It's $30. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah what we... have you been playing besides, besides uh, Hades? All right. Besides Hades, I have been incredibly addicted to SnowRunner recently. Oh, which is the uh, sequel to your most beloved uh, truck Russian truck game mud runner. Yep, and oh my god, they have improved that in every way, shape, and form. Um, so that's been like, it's funny. I'm now in a situation where if I'm at home, I'm playing on my laptop, and if I'm out, I use my Switch. Because mm-hmm. before this, it was just Switch all the way through, but now with this new laptop, I can sit on my couch, I can watch TV with my wife, and I can play games on my laptop. It's beautiful. Uh, so dragging myself away from SnowRunner, I have given, I have, uh, had a taste of Monster Train. Mm-hmm. Which is a, uh, a game similar to Slay the Spire, except instead of playing someone trying to slay the Spire, you play the Spire. Essentially, you, you yeah, to a certain extent. Um, and Serious Sam 4. Oh, cool. Uh, the Devolver which, game, the sequel which is, to a... Which has been a, a very interesting experience, which I'm looking forward to getting into. Now, I, th- I believe on top of Hades, you've dipped your toe in a few other games as well. Yeah, so I, I guess we could begin the show with this. Um, Let's start. Goes, Let's start with this. It goes nicely into Hades and everything else. Um, there was a uh, one of our listeners and good friends, um, Connor, 
um, recommended I check out a a new a, a showcase, basically an indie showcase that um, that had just uh, gone up uh, that morning. Um, the it's a Japanese indie game showcase, um, and it's uh, Asobu mm-hmm. A S O B U. Um, a community hub and working space for indie game creators in Japan. And they put up a two-hour-long showcase video with just an insane amount of indie games, some of which are already out, um, some of which were from, like, you know, like all over the world. Uh, predominantly, they were Japanese ones, but, like, there were a few, like, recognizable faces in there, like um, A Short Hike. Uh, was in there, but with a, with a Japanese narration. Beautiful. Um, I, think it was, uh, I think it was games from Japan and games that are coming to Japan. Yeah, um, and it was across all platforms. So there was a lot of PC games, some Switch games, um, all consoles, and then like a, a lot of um, of iOS and Android games, uh, which uh, I, I I picked up immediately because they were all available now. I guess what do you call it if you? Uh, it's not quite a shadow drop if the game's already been out for four months when you're made aware of it, is it? No, absolutely not. It's uh, what's what, it's just catching up, I guess. Well, it's some, I want something as cool as a shadow drop, but it's cooler. Oh no, cool because it's cooler than you because you feel lame having not been aware of it until that moment. It's a, um, it's an it's an older brother drop. So there were so many good games in this showcase. Were you able to watch much of it? Uh, it's on my to do list. I did manage to get through a little bit while while between tasks at work, but I need to sit down and properly like digest it all. There were like you know your standard like kind of throwback adventure games. One of which looked amazing where. Uh, the bulk of the game is told using like a retro PS1 style third person um, uh, graphics. But oh, then when yeah. you delve into this person's brain, it becomes um, a tribute to Link's Awakening. So like the <laughs> top down Zelda style uh, pixelated adventure. So mm-hmm. there's tons of like, you know, very, very aesthetically pleasing pixelated stuff. Um, a lot of amazingly weird um, concepts that I cannot wait to eventually play. Um, and... Uh, Oh, man, there was just there were so many crazy games. Um, there were a number of games that uh, were already out on on phone, which I've picked up. Um, I was tweeting about one of them, um, and a lot of our listeners uh, retweeted it or said, "What the fuck is this?" Um, and I believe you even uh, got on board this insane game. I, um, I, I saw you tweeted about it, and I was like, "I better pick this up so we can both talk about it on the show." So this game is called Renal Summer, and uh, I tweeted about it because the screenshot, and it's a just a like, you can't really ask for a better screenshot than uh, than than what I was able to capture while watching this. Uh, so the the, the the game dev is talk, talking about the game that he's made, um, and uh, the narration over the top, so it's you know translated in sub subtitles. In this game, you play as an elderly dog's failing kidney. Um, so Hell the yeah. top of the screen, you see like a, a pixelated dog following around an old man doing like, you know, mundane day-to-day tasks. And then the bottom half of the screen is like, almost like a, um, like a puzzle game with like big Tetris blocks, almost looks like a Puyo Puyo kind of Tetris puzzle game. Um, and you tap away at the blocks, um, to clear them. And that's you, are, that is you being the dog's kidney. And so by tapping away blocks, you're essentially unblocking his kidney. Uh, this game plays in real time. So I, uh, I, I bought it and I played it. Um, immediately I was told that I am a kidney. Um, and I spent like 10 minutes tapping away at this dog's kidney. Um, and then 
it's it's very slow and you kind of like slowly tap and then as you clear away smaller blocks like as different small color blocks join touch other same color um, blocks they be- they join up and become bigger blocks so it, it it takes less time to tap them it's a free to play game but if you watch an ad then you can tap like all it takes is just like you can just practically scroll over the over the blockages in his kidney and they go away um and the ads are like you know your typical heinous phone ads um you also, anyway, I was like, as as you break these blocks, you build up little points that you can use to buy blood pressure. I think. What? I did not notice this. Wait, wait. There's a little. There's a little thing at the the left side of the screen where if you tap it, it brings across a menu. One of the options is pay money to get rid of the ads. It's two ninety nine or something like that. And the yep. other option is like use the points to increase your dog's blood pressure, which helps you remove the blockages from the kidney. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, so I've been like leveling that up. If you if you go if you well your dog died from what you oh, tweeted. Fucking spoilers! Recently. I was going yeah. to tell an epic tale of woe. <laughs> All right, get into this tale of woe. So I play ten minutes of it, and I'm like, okay, I, I kind of love how, how pointless and weird this game is. But like, I'm I've I've you know I've, I've had my time with it. It's, this is enough. I can't wait to tell other people to play it, including you. Um, and then the next morning, I woke up to an alert from my phone. Um, and it said, it was an alert from Renal Summer, the game, and it just said, woof. And I was like, oh, that's right. My dog. <laughs> yeah. my, I, my dog has, has, I need to be my dog's kidney at some point. And then uh, later that day, I got an alert saying, um, uh, your dog is, is dying. And I was at my mom and dad's house and, and making dinner for, for us. And I was like, well, I can't do anything about that now. And then a couple of minutes later, I got one just saying, your dog is dead. No. <laughs> so my dog, unfortunately, I was a bad kidney, the worst kidney in the game, and uh, <laughs> and my dog is now dead. But your dog is still happy and alive. Mine's still alive, but I'm like to avoid getting that thoroughly depressing message. I think I'm going to delete the game, just because I I like there's not a lot of nuance to it. Like I, I thought know, it was I going think to be. You need to commit. You need to I commit was... to this game. I thought it was going like, to be one of those games where you like you swipe to move stuff and it creates combos and breaks them down, but it's just it's just tapping. Yeah, it's a ext- insanely simple game. Yeah, know, gameplay. I th- but I wonder if 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 I was to just play five minutes a day, does that is that enough to clear this dog, dog's kidney for another day? Probably. I mean, it sounds okay, like you me- went almost a full day without having to do anything before. Before you R.I.P. died horribly. Before R.I.P. Before you the got one man. of the most depressing notifications you can get. I don't want to open the game back up in case it, it's just like the old man at, at a funeral, like burying the dog in the backyard. I don't want to see that. Yeah, or the old what man's dead. The old man's dead as well. He was like, um, just copycat. But yeah, it was... I mean, I kind of like... I was just hoping there was a, a, a hint more complexity to it. But um, I guess it's a little free game. It's a it's an interesting kind of thing. As an oddity, I think it rules. It was uh, developed and published by uh, Tokoron Yori, um, and uh, look, it's 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 free on iOS and and um, and Android. If you want to find a weird game that I'm sure, like like it looks like there might be a seven day cycle that you have to get through. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna get buy a, I'm gonna get another dog this afternoon and uh, right. and, and see. Maybe when, you know, next time record, maybe I'll have a different story to tell about Renal Summer. Um, or it's just like I've killed five dogs so far. Yeah. Um, so Dark. another game that I want to point out, 
um, also comes with a uh, a wonderful screenshot that I uh, that I was able to collect. This game is called um, My Exercise, and it was uh, developed and published by Atsushi Wada. Um, and uh, this game, and this is a quote from the developer: "This game is born from one of my longtime desires, which is to bury my head in a dog's belly." Which I just find like. In what context? Like into the dog, just into the fur. I need yeah. more. I need more context. Well, you, you you don't need the context. What you need is this game, which right. yes is four dollars fifty on the um, Australian App Store. But this is an absolutely delightful. It's not. It's definitely not a game. But basically, you have you are you play a boy, or you you control a boy. You're tapping controls a boy who is lying on the floor with a dog. Um, kind of like standing over his legs. And when you press your f- finger to the screen, um, he lifts himself up and does a crunch, like a sit-up. And then when you oh, release, he falls yes, down yes, to yes. the ground. And there is a big number that counts all the sit-ups you do. And every, you know, 10, 20, 50, 100 sit-ups you do of just uh, push, push, hold, release, push, hold, release... Because um, if you just push, he doesn't make it all the way up to the belly of the dog. Um, he's, yeah, he does just sit up and crunches his face into the belly of the dog, and it keeps counting up. And every like you know milestone number, another animal or person or thing joins him on the screen. And at one point, your finger pushes are controlling not just you, but another like a, a, other animals doing push-ups into other animals, and a turtle that shows up, and like all these weird creatures. And suddenly, like you're actually you're, you're pressing effects the rhythms of other things on the screen too. It's all done in this gorgeous uh, art style. Um, and I've made it through one full run of, of sit-ups. If you buy this and you think, oh, I've seen everything this game's to, game has to, has to show me and you've only hit like 100 and something crunches, keep going to 200 crunches, my friend. That's when wow. shit gets crazy in my exercise. John, you would love this very strange and wonderful thing. I it's, will... I will it, doubt, it, I will buy it. I swear. It's not a, it's not a po- it's not really a game. So excuse me for not talking about it on our sister podcast all the small strange and wonderful things. Uh, <laughs> but this is a just a wildly cool and weird app and uh this entire showcase is full of things like this. It's called My Exercise. And uh I uh, I recommend it. It's just like a fun thing, especially if you have like giggly kids because it's it's when there's like 20 different creatures on the screen all beautifully animated all reacting to you, you know, in this repetitive motion of, of touching and, and releasing on your phone. It's so good. It's a very, very cool thing. My nice. exercise. Check it out. Uh, final game I want to talk about from this showcase um, exists in the same world as uh, the Metroidvania series La Mulana. Have you heard of those okay. games before? I've heard of it, yeah. There's two of them. They're, they're Japanese developers, like uh, Explorer. You play Explorer. I've only played the first one. Um, and in the, in the two in the second one, a uh, majority of the characters were women. And in Rose and Camellia, um, you play as one of the women from La Mulana Two, um, who basically has slapping duels with every other woman from La Mulana Two. Um, this game originally started out as a flash game um, in like the early 2010s. And uh, it is now available on Android and iOS devices for free. It's called Rose and Camellia. And you basically are entering yourself into slapping contests with other female uh, contestants. And 
the production on this, like the 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 writing, the sound effects, the animation, it's like it's it's like again, it's so such a bizarre and weird thing, but uh, the production on it is really really like great, <laughs> and uh, it's fun. There's a lot of depth to the combat in that. Like you have to, so it's like you're around for for ten seconds where you'll um you've got to slap them but then it becomes your round their round and then you have to dodge their slaps um so very strange very cool very fun and uh as i said earlier the asobu showcase is full of games and apps just like it cool check it out as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. So how about how about I run through uh, Monster Train and Serious Sam, and then let's get to the the real nitty gritty of this podcast, the dessert, if you will. Let's talk Hades. How does that oh sound to you? I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, all right. Okay, so first up, let's talk Monster Train. So Monster Train was developed by the good folks at Shiny Shoe and published by Good Shepherd Entertainment. It is only available on Microsoft Windows. But I can't help but feel like, I mean, in this day and age, game devs, you got to diversify your platforms if you want to get ahead. Like, I wouldn't Put be surprised it on if this the Switch, at motherfuckers. Least... Yeah, that's true. So you made the comparison to Slay the Spire earlier, uh, and mm-hmm. I think that is a very, a very good comparison. It is a, it is a card game, uh, a, a card combat game, um, very, very similar to Slay the Spire. You mentioned that you play as the Spire in this one. It's not necessarily true. Uh, right. The, the kind of like overarching pl- the overarching plot of it is that you are you you play kind of the forces of hell, uh, and you have one of the last remaining bits of hellfire uh, in your possession, and your task is to take that back to hell and relight the fires of hell with it. You are on a train, that is how you are transporting this hellfire, but you need to essentially battle your way through the heavenly hordes to get back to hell. Mm-hmm. So the the combat itself takes place, the, the, your train has four levels, um, and the, the hellfire sits on the top level. The way it works is each round you will have enemies entering at the bottom level of the train, you can you play your cards. You have you know very similar to Slay the Spy. You have a certain number of points to play each card. Um, once you run out of those, your enemy attacks back, and then they move up a level. Right. So you essentially you're planning. You need to put down defenses across 
all the levels of your train to make sure that you're protected from enemy attacks. Also, in different to Slay the Spire, you're actually you're laying down combatants. Essentially, you're not you're not making attacks or playing spells. You're just laying down creatures that fight for you. You can lay down spells that can heal them or buff them or attack the enemy. That kind of thing. Um, so it will kind of go wave by wave of these monsters coming in and you trying to stop them from making it up to the top. And then it will end with a, um, a, a essentially a boss battle. And the difference of the boss battle is um, instead of going turn-based, the boss will fight on that level until either it is dead or your, you know, your monsters on that level are dead and then it will move up to the next level. So, Interesting. I have one trust. One question: yes. Why a train, a famously horizontal vehicle, for this multi-leveled game? Uh, that's a very good question. Level elevens, and one because I guess there's there's not many multi-level planes. Maybe have, boats. Have, it's, I guess does it have to be something that that's moving? I guess because you're trying to trans you're trying to transport it back to hell, essentially. So I guess having it. Just in hell would be a bit odd. Um, right. Why? <laughs> such an odd thing to get hung up on. The train. <laughs> um, anyway, in, be- in, between these, in between these bits of combat, and this is something that I, I quite enjoyed, being sort of a wuss uh, in terms of Slay the Spire, um, in between each combat, you will, like, there are two sort of tracks... Uh, that you can choose from and each will have like maybe one track has like a shop where you can buy stuff or a place where you can get an artifact but the other one will have like something that gives you a buff or a different kind of artifact or a chance to pick up new cards so in between each level of combat you do get that like chance to have a breather chance to heal chance to like change your cards upgrade your cards that kind of thing I know in, in Slay the Spire, more often than not, it was almost like back-to-back battles a lot of the time. Yeah, that's right. Which has its appeal, I don't deny it, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I just liked being able to be like, Ooh, okay, cool, let's get some more health, let's change a few things, let's keep going. Um, similar you made to Slay- it relatively far into this game? No, and I think it's, it's much like Slay the Spire in the way it's, I go, this is a very well-made example of this game it's just not a game for me sure which you know fair enough if you if you like if you loved slay the spire because it has that you know there are other similarities in the way that like in slay the spire you can choose different different heroes to slay the spire with in this there are different kind of army cards so you can kind of find which one suits your play style you can even mix and match a little bit if if that's your fang, um, but it's it's one of those much like Slay the Spire. It's it's a game where I don't think I'm gonna see the end of this game, but I do appreciate that's a really well made uh, take on that kind of genre. Yeah, and, and like Slay the Spire being so popular, like I have I have friends that like since that has come to come out, that's the only game they play. Like, there's no yeah. other game that they play, and I, I love the idea that this could be like you know a card based roguelike could be a genre um, with like weird different nuances between each one. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's Monster Train, and just in in terms of full disclosure, I think got a code for that one from the dev. So thank you very I mean, much. Yeah. For, for in terms of full disclosure, it. I pretty much get codes for every game I talk about on the show. So that, that's right, covering okay. me for the rest of my life. Right. I don't. I I purchase because I you know I like I, hey I got you codes for both of the games you're about to talk about. This is this is true. This is why I'm this is why I'm giving disclosure. But most most games I buy just because you know I like to give the devs a little bit of walking around money. He's a fraud. The second everyone. one. He's a fraud. <clears throat> so, in terms of mentioning games that I think are well made but aren't for me, Serious Sam Four. So this is yeah, my so first, huh? We talked about this this franchise and we did our Devolver episode. Yeah. And, uh, you kind of said like, oh, you uh, you you you've never really played these games. You don't. You like you were straight up like I don't think these games are for me, um, and yes. so when I got an email about this one coming out and an offer of a code, I was like, better get one for better get this for John for his PC. But I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm despite knowing nothing about this franchise, I'm very interested in in playing one. It's it's there's like a subset of first person shooters essentially where the I the gameplay is like just throw enemies at the player and let mm-hmm. them like see how they deal with it. Essentially, I almost like. I've played a similar game to this a long while ago and it's almost like playing playing Serious Sam 4 made me remember that feeling and now that I have a bit more nuanced game experience it it very it kind of reminds me of a shmup right in that sort of stress of like there are so many like instead of instead of projectiles though you're dealing with actual physical enemies but there's that stress of like there's fuck. There's so many people on screen trying to attack me. Where should I run to? What should I like? How do how do I kind of extricate myself from this? While at the same time, you know, attacking back essentially. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's a strange place to drop in on the the series with the the fourth one, but in this one, Earth is under attack from the forces of I think the 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 enemy's name is Mental maybe. Um, and you play as Sam or Serious Sam, who is leading a task force to find the Ark of the Covenant, which contains the Holy Grail, which, as it turns out, is an, a powerful alien artifact. And I would describe I would describe Serious Sam as like a less abrasive Duke Nukem. Right. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, Duke Nukem is a character that I'm kind of like, oh god, this guy. Sam is Sam is. A bit cooler, a bit more laid black, a li- bit more laid back. Uh, he's got a he's got a squad as well, so there are you know some fairly funny cutscenes that you go through. I'm not terribly far into it. I'm up to the fourth level, <coughs> and unfortunately, because the email that got sent through with the code, there was a warning that was like, you're essentially getting the beta version of this game. When the full game is released, it will update and it might affect your save games. Oh no! I see what's so I here. I jumped in yesterday to play when I got home, and every one of my save games was like, "Sorry, we can't open this save game." I was like, "Fuck!" Um, so so that's the end of uh, your time with Serious M Four, I guess. Not not necessarily. Like it's like I said, it's level based, so I'm not all the way back at the beginning of the game. I just have to restart the latest level level I got up to. But it's yep. one of those things of. Because this isn't 
the kind of game that I find really compelling, it might be a little while before I decide to hop back in again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it purely comes down to like, when I'm playing an FPS, I like to sort of, you know, I, I certainly appreciate sections of an FPS that it's like, run and gun as hard as you can, go for a sprint, fire as many bullets as possible. But as long as it's like, sort of, you know, tempered a little bit with more kind of stealthy bits and bits where I can approach the enemies at my own pace and with my own tactics. Whereas this game is all about, like, it will just teleport 30 enemies into the place you're in and you better fucking be ready for it, essentially. That's, so that just sounds like a um, like a first-person, like, you know, uh, um, what's the Ape Escape one? Um, Ape Out. Ape Out. Uh, not not particularly because it like Ape Out never puts twenty people on screen, all all kind of running at you at the same time. Um, That's exactly and... how I describe that game. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's never is... it's never more than like six or seven. Okay, sure. Yeah, um, and also in Ape Out, you don't run out of ammo. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because that's the thing, like, I'll be running around with a, you know, a powerful double-barreled shotgun taking down enemies, and suddenly I run out of shells, and I'm back to a pistol, and then I die. Because, you know, pistol's not powerful to take it on, powerful enough to take these enemies on. One thing I think that will keep me playing is I want to unlock all of the weapons. Because games like this really sort of, where they shine is the sheer weapon variety you get. And I know that I'll unlock dual wielding as well, which is always a fun little wrinkle in terms of combat. So I think it's <coughs> it's a game I'll come back to, but with so many other games going on at the moment, I think it'll be a little bit down the track. Yeah, I right. do okay, want to cool. I do want to stress though that this is like it's a great example of this kind of game. Like it's it's really well it's you know the 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 um the environments are really well done I think from what I've seen in trailers and stuff the weapon options are fantastic um the you know it's it's entertaining in terms of plotline the um the sort of variety of enemies that you have uh can lead to some very interesting strategic situations so if this is your sort of game I would highly recommend picking up Serious Sam Four. My the my beef with it is purely my own taste rather than anything to do with the game. There you go. Yeah. Um. So there's a uh, there you go a uh, a first person shooter and a rogue like. But John, why don't we talk about a rogue love? One one sec before we go off serious, Sam. Oh, damn it! That, develop- as if that wasn't the most amazing segue. Oh, ever. it was a, it was a fucking excellent segue, <laughs> and I'll send you I'll send you another fifteen dollars for ruining it. Yes. Um, Serious Sam 4, developed by Crow Team, published by the good folk at Devolver Digital. And if you own a PlayStation 4, an Xbox One, Microsoft Windows, Linux, Mac OS, or Google Stadia, you can pick up that game right now. It came out yesterday. All right. Hey, Dees. Hey, Dees. Hey, oh, Dees. And, you know, as of today, we're going to have to start saying another one because Amazon just announced their, uh, their streaming service. Oh, Luna? Yeah, Luna. Interesting. Interesting. I thought that Stadia was all streaming. Are we talking like a subscription service? Uh, no, as in like this is Amazon's version of Stadia. Oh, sorry. Google is Stadia. I got totally mixed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, 
interesting. Another thing, right. another thing to say sometimes. Very exciting. Anyway, Hades. Hades. Um, so last week we got a Nintendo Partner Showcase, which in the past has been relatively like unexciting uh, uh, videos of like trailers for games that I would never play on the Switch, like a wrestling game or like. Mm. Actually, there was this like weird um, in in one of the Japanese ones. There was like this weird like game that was kind of like a a board game with trains in it that looked sick. But unfortunately, okay. that's not getting released in the West. But um, out of nowhere, they were like, "Hey, we've got another one of these um, partner direct minis coming in like an hour. Who gives a shit? Here, it, here's here's the link." And so I, I was up at the time and I watched it as it was uh, coming out. And uh, they they out the gate they come they they announce two. Not one, two Monster Hunter games, which, you know, for a certain audience is the most exciting shit ever. They announced um, Dis- Disgaea, or is it Disgaea? Disgaea 6. Uh, people Disguy. love that series. Uh, Disgaea. Um, and then, uh, you know, some other ones. But for us, they not only announced, they shadow dropped three very exciting indie games. Uh, so we got The Long Dark. Which, uh, which came out for Switch last week, um, immediately after this presentation. Um, we got the sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest, uh, which you've already played on Xbox, but the sequel Ori and the Will of the Wisps um, came out later that day on the Switch. Um, and most exciting for us, and uh, the, the thing that we've been playing the most over the last week, is uh, the latest game from Supergiant, who in the past gave us Bastion, Transistor, and Pyre. We got the game Hades, which is a roguelike uh, based around Greek Greek or Roman mythology. Uh, who had Poseidon? I think, I think it's, it's Greek. I think it's Greek, yeah. It's Greek, yeah, it's definitely Greek. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, Hercules, yep. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Hades is, um, if you've played any of the Supergiant games, you know that they like just excel at isometric um, action games. Uh, Bastion is, a, is, a, is an old favorite of John's and a more recent favorite of mine um, that, that I played when, when it was ported to the Switch, but it's available on almost every console. Um, and uh, Transistor, I thought was quite fun. I never played Pyre, but I know that's like the most polarizing of their games. Um, yeah. But... Bastion is like a, you know a, a game where like you basically you're like making your way through hordes of enemies. You get like tons of weapons and weapon upgrades, um, and it's the kind of game where at one point you think, "Wow, I could play this game forever." And so now Supergiant have made a roguelike, which essentially you can play forever. Um, that it has multiple weapons that you collect, hordes upon hordes of new and frightening enemies, um, and like so many different things to upgrade. And every single run that you do through as uh, what's his name, like Thagrius or something? No, it's Zagreus. Zagreus. I was close. Um, uh, every, so, so Zagreus is the son of Hades, and he is trying to escape hell. Um, yes. And every, every time he dies, he awakens in a pool of blood at the base of um, Hades' kind of like chambers. And yeah. um, then you can make a few upgrades based on what you collected uh, throughout your run. There are so many things to upgrade in this. So many weird combinations you could put together. These perks or boons that you get through uh, visiting the new... Uh, man, I just fucking love this game so much. I am absolutely in the same boat as you. Uh, I love the fact that there is there is a narrative to it. Um, so every time you kind of go back to your father's palace, there will be a few people scattered around that you can talk to, like Achilles. And they're all characters taken from sort of Greek mythology. So like Achilles is there. And as you talk to him, like 
he kind of has a almost like older brother sort of vibe where he's been teaching Zagreus how to fight and is encouraging him to get out. You, you can talk Achilles, to Hades. Orpheus, who, Shrek who is, is there. Yeah, Donkey. All of the minions. <laughs> Levens, do not sully this game. It is perfection. <laughs> Imagine. But, but as you sort of like with each as with each run where you come back, you kind of start piecing together more of the story, which is that Zagreus is discovering that maybe the woman that his father told him was his mother isn't actually his mother, and you know what's kind of going on with that. The have you unlocked all of the weapons? I have one more to unlock. Uh, the last three runs I've done have uh, I've n- I've not found any keys. So let's talk about all the things right. that you can. So you collect. So there, there's like is it eight weapons all up? Um, uh, that you can, like, I think seven. 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 So you start with swords, which are relatively short range, um, and then you get the next one up. You upgrade to is uh, is a bow and arrow, which is long range, um, and then you get a spear, which is both. Um, and there's just this. So I, I was playing with with a shield, which you can um, use for defense as well as offense, and you can even throw it Captain America style, and it like uh, like you know bangs against multiple enemies at, at once, which rules. Um, and so I was I was favoring the shield for a while, and then you were like, "Oh, spear is easily my favorite." And the next run I did with the spear, based on your recommendation, was the furthest I'd ever I'd ever gotten in this game. This is like yeah. the first roguelike that I think I might finish. Yeah, I I have the same feeling as well that I'm like I'm gonna push through with this one. It reminds every time I I play another run, I get further and I feel better at the game. Yeah, it re- it reminds me a little bit of Children of Mortar. Oh, great. Both in, like, the variety of weapons that you can use. I mean, in Children of Mortar, it's different characters you can play, but same sort of thing. But you did also finish that, that game, right? I did. That's yeah. that's how much I liked it. And it's also, um, also that sense of, like, I didn't mind dying and coming back because there was always a little bit more story to unlock. And like you said, so many upgrades. You can You collect, like, purple crystals that you can use to upgrade sort of base things about yourself like i think with purple crystals i've unlocked like every time i enter a new room or what they call encounter i get three uh i get three health points back um you unlock a a kind of a second chance mechanism where if you die you come back with half health yeah um and various other things like that you can collect these things called chthonic keys which unlock your weapons for starters but also unlock uh, new things to spend up- the purple crystals on, yeah, yeah. New things to spend your purple crystals on. You can uh, you collect gems and you use those gems to uh, upgrade various facilities throughout uh, your father's palace and also out in hell itself. Yeah, so you can add rooms that that, that heal you and like um, weird upgrades to to the place that you're fighting in. Yeah, um, and also weirdly enough, you can upload you can you can unlock uh, cosmetic changes to your father's palace which is cool which, like you know you don't you I could mean, completely cool. ignore it if, if you don't care but like you know i think yeah. if you are if this is going to be the game that you main for the next few months then you probably will get to a point where you're like fuck yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah, make I've this place gold a bajillion tea gems i'll just go nuts with it there is a um there's a little shop in your father's palace off off the lounge where um you can use these like you can essentially trade uh the items you've been collecting like you can trade ten gems for five chthonic keys and stuff like that. The the deals are changing all the time whenever you come back. So I always go and check that to be like, 
oh cool let's let's see what the next thing is and we should say um, this is not a games as a service game this is a there's, there's no way you can buy any of these things with real money yeah. they are only it's just it's the way you choose to play the game you you can you can farm certain items um during your runs you can maybe like because every every time you enter a new room you've got to take down the enemies within it and then you choose uh like you know one to three other paths that you can go on um, and and the doors will be marked with a symbol, and on that symbol is like an item that is within that room after yes. you ki- which you get after you kill everyone inside it. Yeah, um, so it might be it might be an upgrade to your health, so you get twenty five points more health. It might be coins, it might be purple crystals, or it might be uh, a message from one of the Greek gods, uh, which essentially like whenever whenever you kind of go into one of those rooms and finish off all the enemies. Their symbol will pop up. You interact with it. You enter a conversation with this god, and the god will offer you three kind of upgrades. Boons. Boons. Yeah, three boons. Uh, so it might be like you get twenty five percent more damage on attacks, or you can dash an extra time. Or and they're all linked to that god's power set. So like Zeus yeah. will like basically electrify all of your weapons. Yeah, Poseidon will give you like you dash and uh, uh, like a. A massive splash of water where you land up will damage enemies kind of thing. Hermes uh, makes you faster. It, yeah, and it's really like it's really interesting to figure out on the fly how to build your character as you go through a run. I've been I've been really favoring Ares, the god of war, because he can give you an upgrade that like when you do an attack with your weapon, he will add a shit ton of extra damage to it essentially. But someone love, pointed uh... out that like later on in the game Enemies might be immune to that kind of damage. Oh, interesting. So you gotta you gotta like decide do you wanna boost it that much at the beginning and then have it become useless later on. Um the art's fantastic, the art style is great. Uh very kind of like there's a hint of the art deco to it, I feel. Um, um it's the the voice work in this, the voice casts. I mean, they oh. always I always enjoyed the narration um, that 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 you get as you play um, Transistor Bastion. and uh, and Bastion. Certainly more more so Bastion than Transistor. Transistor's a bit fucking live journal entries about a girl you like, but right. um, the voice work in this is just like you have like so many characters and they're all doing like you know, like certain characters like Meg who you fight at the end of the first world every time you 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 get to it. She always has new dialogue for you. It's crazy how ma- how much dialogue has been recorded for this game. Yeah, and, uh, very well acted. Um, I just you, uh, so you, you, yeah, it's you funny meet all you the gods. Oh, sorry, sorry. no, 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 take it. it was, um, one one item we forgot to mention that you collect throughout the maze as you uh, uh, make your way through it is uh, nectar. And nectar you collect, yes. and then you you offer offer to all the other gods, and then the gods will give you a keepsake, which is like something that you keep on yourself that will offer you additional perks, like extra life, or um, when you die you come back with fifty percent health. Um, so there is multiple ways to kind of uh, you know give your characters a, a, give your character a boost. Yeah, I mean even like you can offer it to pretty much anyone in the game that you can interact with. I've given nectar to like. In the room where you choose your weapon before you start your run, there's like a skeleton in there. Skelly. Skelly. Uh, you can give him nectar. He. That's. I got one of my favorite keepsakes, which is like. Yeah, yeah. That one. I, that's the. That's the wake up after like after you've been killed, right? With fifty percent. Yeah, and you you can improve it as you like. 
all of these keepsakes can be improved as you go through each as you you know with a as certain you play number the game of, basically yeah. yeah with a certain number of encounters so now skelly's keepsake i get 100 health points when i you know revive using um using uh his his thing uh, yeah, I, need to, I, I need to use that because i've been using cerebus as one and that one just uh improves your health overall oh right okay yeah, yeah. but that one you skelly's can... one sounds real good also worth mentioning, you can pat Cerebrus. Yes, very much patting the dog. Unfortunately, you can't fish, but you can pat a dog. Yes, there is no fishing in this, but it's so fucking good. That's fine. Um, it's funny, though. I managed... I unlocked the last weapon this morning. And oh, so yeah. Fu- wow, nice work. It's, it's funny that your weapons are... Um, like, you start with a sword, and then you unlock a bow, and you then it's a shield and a spear... Uh, and you get like this cool sort of like a pair of punching gauntlets essentially. Um, and then the final weapon you unlock is a gun, <laughs> which I was just like, oh fuck, it's a gun. Okay, that's. W- Did they have guns in ancient Greece? Yeah, yeah, sure. It was a wash Definitely. with them. But again, it's it was like I've I've played. I'm playing. I I started my first gun playthrough. And almost lost all my health on the first encounter just because I had to completely rework how the gun operates. Essentially, like I had, which to is change... so fun though. Yeah, yeah, of course, it's fun to learn how to play each playstyle. Um, but I think sh- spear is by far my favorite. It's yeah, it's so, so good. So it's... the spear, you can you can throw it at someone and then it comes back to you the next time you hit X. Um, so you hit them from the behind as well. Yeah, so you and you get you can you can upgrade yourself to increase your backstab damage. So just you know, the the amount of sort of like customization you can do on how you want to play is fantastic. It's 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 a phenomenal game with just yeah. so much variety to essentially doing the same thing over and over and over again with story as well in between it. So there's just so much re- so much reason to keep coming back to this game. It is all I can think about right now. Yes, um, it's 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 dangerous. Um, we uh, we have a a video games channel in the HeyFam Discord, and I had to make a Hades channel today because all the video games channel was just was everything else was just getting drowned out by Hades talk. How do I get How do we get into this video game channel? I want in. I, th- I swear you're already in our Discord. <laughs> Let me in. I'm just in the general <laughs> one. Yeah, that's that's the general one. It's in there. We have channels. Oh, really? Discords are amazing. Oh right. Okay, I will track it down. But yeah, I, I I joked around with you prior to prior to starting the recording of this episode that like this is eating into my my Hades time. Yeah, yeah, you were like, I, could, I, 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 it's fun to record, but I would rather be doing Hades. We could both be playing Hades right now, Levens. But hey, the moment of truth, John. Where are you up to? What's the furthest you've gotten in in your Hades run so far? In my last run, I was killed by the Bone Hydra. Ah, so you haven't made it to Elysium yet? No, shut up. So I, I find I find I found the the first boss you encounter Meg, one of the Furies, so hard. I I, I lost to her so many times, and then you. Oh. So that there's there's four. I think there's to, to my knowledge there's four worlds. Um, Hades is the final boss. You fight your father at the um in, at the last one. Just like um, life. Uh, Bone Hydra is the boss for um for the second world, which is As- like a fire fire themed Asph- world. Asphodel. Yep. Asphodel. Yep. Um, and then the f- the third the third place is Elysium, um, so yeah, I-, I was playing with the shield and like not even 
I think I beat Meg once with the shield. Then you were like, spear's where it's at. I got the spear. I beat Meg with like full health and and ha- didn't use my death to fight. Um, so I was like, oh, right, awesome. Then I like just I made it through As- Asphodel and um, made it to like the, the Bone Hydra and then killed him and then like on my first try and then was like, oh, shit, that's the, that's the boss of this level. Um, so of this world. So then I was, I was in Elysium, the third world, and I made it all the way to the boss of that one too. But that boss is fucked up. It is a minotaur and another dude. Oh um, shit. And yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I didn't last long at all. So that's the furthest I've made it. The, the, the boss of the third world. Um, now I'm doing more kind of grindy runs to kind of, um, increase. I'm, I'm, I'm I want to get the, 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 the final weapon. So I'm looking for keys. And then I also want to finish, um, the renovations that you do on hell itself. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's some great perks that you can unlock, but all, all my things now cost like 800, um, gems oh, right. to, to get. So oh, well, it's so much he- fun. You can also, you can also meet the God of chaos who like oh, yep. gives you Done that gives you things like when you when you accept his boons they it's like very much like um uh slay the spire in that like yeah there are some some there is a perk to this but also it 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 will negate things that you take for granted as as like a helpful of items in the game um like you know like chip away at your health or like make you slower have you run into typhonic yet no, but I did know a, a, a drum and bass DJ called Typhonic in the early 2000s. Is it him? All right. He's he's playing a show and you have to beat the crap. No, here's the thing. Because I, I unlocked this last weapon. Maybe it has to do with unlocking the last weapon. Unlocked the weapon, was going on a run, you know, started a run with the weapon. Uh, in Tantarus, which is the first world you're in, I get to... Because, you know, you can tell when you're about to start that first the first world boss level because it's got the uh what you call it the um the titan blood as the symbol on the doorway to get through mm-hmm. so i'm thinking like okay i've kind of got this gun thing worked out a little bit next next battle is going to be meg i've beaten meg a ton of times at this point this is going to be super easy go into that battle it's not meg it's this other fury called i'm pretty sure her name is typhonic she is fucking impossible. <laughs> so she's one of the Furies. She's one of the Furies, but she's like she her 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 attacks are like massively upgraded versions of Meg's attack. It's almost it's one of those battles where I didn't have a second to breathe because she was just like she's throwing all these attacks at me, both like long range and melee attacks, and then every once in a while she'll like teleport you to a completely different room that you're battling in so suddenly you've got to like while surviving attacks like work out where in the room is good to attack from it just she wiped the floor with me it was insane yeah right fantastic looking forward to bumping into her yeah because it was just like i was like sweet you know suck it meg i have a gun now and nope it wasn't meg (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I think I think this is like I'd need to go and properly look through what I've played over the year to make to make this next call completely confidently. But I think this is one of the strongest game of the year contenders I've run into so far. Yeah, absolutely. And it may not even count because this game was released on the Epic Store last year, right? Uh 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 I was thinking about this. With the Switch release, it finally went one point zero. 
So this ah, is excellent. The, Great. The first this is this year is when it had its proper release because now it actually has an ending. Before the Switch release, before 1.0, it was essentially a never-ending um, oh, roguelike. Oh, interesting. That's cool. But now you can actually finish it. Fun. Yeah. But I think so, once you finish it, you unlock stuff to then encourage you to just do the loop again and again and again and get better at it. Yeah, because there is... Uh, you, you can unlock an upgrade in your palace upgrade things that is a table of... The table of the fates or whatever it is. And that gives you, like, a list of quests, essentially. So it can be, like, use, you know, like, accept every different sort of boon from the gods, which you unlock a, um... Most of them you unlock gems to get other upgrades for the palace, but I think the the, the main sort of uh, item on it is, you know, finish your father and escape hell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. so they must have they must have added that with uh, with 1.0. Well, John, the race is on. Who's going to do it first? I'm excited. You. This what game rules. Fuck? Why even ask that question, Levens? <laughs> I may not. <laughs> it's school holidays here, so my my chances to play this game have uh, have lessened significantly. Plus, I have to this write is, a book. God this damn is it. true. This is true. Um, I mean, look, I I I'll make myself feel better by saying I will definitely finish Snow Runner before you do. <laughs> Oh, this man. is this is the most correct statement I've made this year. Um, a lot of uh, uh, cool things have uh, come out in the last twenty four hours uh, to pre existing games that we've uh, loved on the podcast in the past. Um, as of today, you can play um, as two, a two player mode of Untitled Goose Game. Hell yeah, which is exciting. And um, the final um, <laughs> story, the story DLC, uh, came out for C- Cadence of Hyrule, the um, Ooh, nice. Legend of Zelda: Crypt of the Necrodancer. So. I... Okay, John, you can help me answer it. Do I want to buy just the $15 additional story content where you get to play as Skull Kid? Or do I also do I want the full season pass, which gives me a character pack, a melody pack, and some bonus items, plus the story content? Um, I mean, answering is me, only the story content. Yeah, I think I think that's the way to go. Because I've never I've never held much truck with cosmetic cosmetic DLC. Like, just seeing, hey. so re, yeah, the, the the melody pack is thirty nine new songs, but it's like mostly remixes. But I did love that music. Oh, I mean, it's a tough you, one. I feel it's one of those things where, like, if you could buy that on Bandcamp, that would be more useful. That's true, but I mean, yeah, you 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 at least played this uh this game with the with the sound up, right? Which one? Cadence of Hyrule. I've never played Cadence of Hyrule. Gosh darn! Well, hopefully the um, the entire thing gets uh, reduced soon, and you can you can pick it all up. For yeah, cheap. definitely. What there's a killer also, game! There's another another roguelike came out today. I saw a tweet for it, and I cannot. Oh, it's the new Going Under, the new Team Seventeen published. Yes, game. that's the one. Going Under. Yeah, so that's I, I, that's. I want to play on, that one too. On my list of things that I'm very excited to play. It looks really fun. Um, very soon, it's it's uh, next week marks uh, one year since Apple Arcade started, so we need to do a um, Apple Arcade one year anniversary episode because uh, yeah. I believe John, you're considering canceling your subscription. I I'm tossing and turning on it. Yeah, I've I, I have been using it again quite a lot lately. There've been a few games that uh, I've been interested in playing that have come to um, Apple Arcade. 
like a okay. monster a, mo- a monster's expedition is the top of that list. I definitely recommend anyone who has Apple Arcade to check that game out. Right. Yep. I I had a swing at it. World's End Club, which is another one I wanted to play. Scrappers and Necro Barista are all on my list of fairly recent Apple Arcade games yeah. that I need to play. Yeah, Necro Barista is one I want to go into as well. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting episode going through what we've liked and, and what we wish it was. I think uh, Apple recently announced a um, you can basically get all of their services. So Apple TV Plus, Apple Arcade, um, Apple an exercise one that they're launching, Apple Fitness or something, um, Apple News and um, a big storage plan for like, I think it, it works out at less than $50 a month for me to get the family pass of that, which okay. means like B and the kids iPads are covered. Um, so it's a kind of a no-brainer for me, but it will be interesting to see um, if this gives Apple Arcade a boost that more people start using it day to day. Yeah, I guess we, we shall see. And mm. one other thing I'm I'm looking forward to, I actually, um, I jumped in this morning, I think, or last, oh, no, this morning, because uh, I have Epic Store now. I picked up Sludge Life. Oh, nice! I didn't realize yeah. that was out already. Oh yeah, it's been. That's the thing. It's been out for quite a while, like a, a month or two at least. Um, but I was like, "Oh wait a minute, Sludge Life." Downloaded it, and uh, yeah, I've I've just started my my journey through this strange world, and uh, definitely looking forward to talking about it on a future pod. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I wasn't crazy about that um, that demo, but um, I'm yeah. keen to see if if you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, uh, so far, it's it's pretty good. That's the best review I can give you at this point in time. Okay, excellent. Looking forward so, to hearing your full review. So far, it's not Hades. <laughs> yeah, shit. If you if you take one thing from this podcast, it is to please go and buy Hades. You'll love it, and that's a, that's the uh, all the small games guarantee. It is uh, so super giant, as we said, and I'm just trying to see what it, like we know it's on Switch. It's on Switch. It's on Mac OS, and it's on Microsoft Windows. So hopefully, if you are if you are listening to this, you you will have at least one of those things. Jeez, it plays well on the Switch. It oh. plays well docked. It plays well handheld. It is good. So good. So good. Uh, oh. Should we uh, should we stick a fork in this and go play some Hades, Levens? Great idea. Go, we should stick a spear in in this and then go yes. play Hades. Let's stick a gun in this. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, you can. All the small games at gmail.com is our email address, and we are on Twitter at all the small game, facebook.com slash all the small games, and individually you can follow us. John is at sixteen tacos on Twitter and Instagram, and I am at levdog on. Uh, those things as well come and say hello we love talking about games and uh love hearing from you too Uh, all right enjoy yourselves we will see you next time hopefully at least one of us has finished hades it'll be (laughs) lemons see you next time everyone bye bye